Hi, welcome to this podcast on evidence-based medicine on wellness. Um, I, I myself am board certified in internal medicine, and it's an honor to be hosting Dr. Alan Safty, world-famous gastroenterologist and expert on health and wellness, to discuss health and wellness. Today, Alan, uh, let's talk about heart health. Uh, what things can we do to keep our heart uh, healthy? You know, Bill, it's a great topic and it's uh, really important. It's one of the things, you know, we have some devastating diseases in this country, but heart disease has been a devastating disease for decades. Um, each year, almost 800,000 Americans have a heart attack. Um, and what is a heart attack? You know, when, you're bl- when a, some of your blood that should get to portions of your heart to keep it alive, those blood vessels get blocked. And when those blood vessels get blocked, that part of the heart doesn't get enough oxygen, and actually that part of the heart can start to die. Um, so we're not going to go into specific ways of unblocking those. We're going to go into ways maybe we can do things that can decrease your risk of getting heart disease. Um, we really want to emphasize, you know, there's tips and things that you can do to decrease the risk of heart disease. Uh, we'll get into some surprising things later on. And a lot of these things we've discussed in the past. You know, if you smoke, obviously quit. Um, you know, don't, um, you know, don't continue to smoke. Don't be exposed to secondhand smoke. And get rid of some of this stuff that we eat all the time. Uh, some of these chips that have unhealthy fats in them. You know, you could take chips and spice them up with veggies, with salsa, with black beans, with pinto beans. Um, you know, we want to increase the amount of fiber. Some of the evidence that we have right now is our microbiome, the bacteria within us, may help dramatically in regards to improving heart health. The healthier our bacteria in our colon are, the healthier our heart may be. So one way to keep our heart healthier is increase the amount of soluble fiber. You know, increase the apples, the pears, the avocado, the berries, the oats, um, barley, all those things within our diet. Um, and to get moving. I don't care whether you dance, which I can't, um, whether you cycle, which I love to do, or whether you run, um, but, you know, get moving. Um, the Copenhagen studies showed an equivalent of about 21 minutes a day of exercise decrease all-cause mortality. And all-cause mortality, they predominantly looked at strokes, heart attacks, dementia, and cancer by 31%. So a 31% decrease by just doing 21 minutes a day. Um, you know, increase the amount of good healthy fats within our diet. Unfortunately, in the United States, we have predominance of unhealthy fats. So think about omega-3s and monounsaturated fatty acids. Um, you know, omega-3s are the type of thing you'll find in fish, but you can also get alpha linoleic acid. I'm a vegetarian. You can get it from a variety of plant-based sources. Um, you know, there's evidence in learning to stretch. Um, I mean, I can't stretch as much as I used to, but I try to stretch every evening. Uh, I'm not good at yoga, but, you know, consider just some stretching exercises to relieve stress um, and start to laugh at situations. It gets harder and harder as we get older. Um, but think about things being funny rather than overly serious. Uh, and we discussed in the previous podcast, we are addicted to salt. Um, you know, try not to use added salt. Uh, if the entire United States population cuts its average salt intake 
to a half teaspoon a day would significantly cut the number of people with coronary artery disease through through hypertension. Um, All right, Alan, give us give me some good foods and give me some bad foods. Uh, I can give you a study, and it's a good question. Um, you don't have to be a vegetarian, so take this with a grain of salt. But th this was a study published some time ago. Um, and it's a study in regards to vegetarian diet reduced heart disease risk by 40%. Um, so it doesn't have to be just vegetarian diet. And, and it's a long list of pep papers that have been published on many health benefits of reducing meat intake. Um, and it's great news for your heart. So currently in the United States, being a vegetarian, when I started, it, it was really an anomaly to see a vegetarian, but are steadily becoming more popular. Um, and plant-based diets have really shown significant benefits. So I'll give you some benefits. For individuals following a plant-based diet, or predominantly plant-based diet, they reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease by 40%. Coronary heart disease, these blockage of these arteries was reduced by 40%. Blocked arteries are, um, get better in some patients. Hypertension risk dropped by 34%. Uh, cholesterol. And the bad lipoproteins, what we call LDL, so just remember L is lousy um, if you want to know which one's bad, um, are lower, those bad, you know, the bad levels of bad cholesterol are lower in vegetarians compared with non-vegetarians. So those are some good foods that one's going to want to consider um, adding to their diet. And there's some other foods that are kind of surprising. I mean, um, you know, we're talking about a very prominent disease. 12.1% of the adult population are diagnosed with heart disease, according to CDC. Um, and about almost 7% of outpatient visits involve coronary artery disease or not enough blood supply to the heart. Uh, and 7.2% of emergency department visits relate to this. So some surprising things are things that have anthocyanins, whether it be strawberries, blueberries, those kind of foods are high in phytochemicals, which may provide some cardiovascular benefits. And there was a trial that was published in the Journal of Nutrition in regards to that. Uh, and they followed them. And the primary, you know, putting people on that, the primary outcome was change in fasting, low-density lipoprotein, the lousy cholesterol. And they showed benefit. Um, you know, their conclusion was strawberries may improve vascular health, uh, independent of weight changes or anything else. Uh, some other foods we forget about are legumes. Um, so whether it be soybeans or chickpeans or lentils or peanuts, you know, they make up 33% of the dietary plant proteins. And we know their health benefits are really well documented. Um, so, you know, adding those to your diet. Olive oil instead of butter or margarines, margarine shouldn't even be in the vocabulary. Um, but, you know, olive oil, olive oils are rich in monosaturated fat. Olives are rich in monosaturated fat. They, you know, really when you're eating a whole olive, they have fiber, they have vitamin E, they have various phytochemicals, they have monosaturated fats. Um, and there was a study that was published, I can't remember exactly when, uh, back in nutritional science. And it looked at the health benefits associated with their cons consumption. And they think they're predominantly, predominantly secondary to the monounsaturated fatty acids, but also the antioxidant cap capabilities of vitamin E and other things within those. Um, so, you know, simple things like okra, which we hardly ever eat in the United States, um, you know, first 
you know, originated in Ethiopia. Uh, it was cultivated by the Egyptians somewhere around, I guess, the 12th century. Um, and there was another article that it was published in the phytochemicals in okra and other foods similar to okra. So it doesn't have to necessarily be okra. But all these plant-based foods are really, you know, the bottom line is, you know, research has shown relatively definitively that eating these and other health, not just these, but other heart-healthy foods can be a significant benefit to your cardiovascular health. Um, and there's a variety of foods that are bad for your health. So it's not only understanding what is good for your health, um, but, you know, what's bad for your right. health. What's bad? Give us some bads. <laughs> some people have to say, well, I'm not going to eat the good ones, but tell me what's the bad ones. Um, so, you know, things like hamburgers. You know, the average American eats more than 200 pounds of red meat and poultry in a single year. Um, so, you know, may want to cut down someone on the red meat. If you are, pre try to get free range red meat. Cut down on the sodium within the red meat. Uh, don't be adding salt to those. And it's what you put on it also. You may put some fatty cheeses on it and some other things. Fried foods shouldn't enter your vocabulary. Um, you know, uh, fried chicken, absolutely, you know, no. I mean, take the skin off the chicken. You can have your chicken. Uh, frying deteriorates oils through the process of oxygenation and hydrogenation within the chicken. Um, so it, not only... You, you're frying it and adding bad fats, but it leads to a loss of the unsaturated fats that normally would be within the chicken meat itself, which is a lin linoleic acid. Um, so you end up with these trans fats called trans linoleic acid. I know that's more detailed than people want to hear. Um, so if you strike out the hamburgers and the fried foods and the fried chicken, um, you bill you like subs. Uh, so. Yeah. You know, the, the sub sandwich may not be that bad, but try to get it on whole wheat. But watch out for the fatty deli meats and the amount of salt that they put on it or the oil or the mayo. Uh, these may not be the healthiest of things that you can put on that. And these are very carb rich, heavy rolls. So at least most places don't have whole meats. Some don't eat, I mean, whole wheat. But, you know, try to cut that out, cut down on the processed meats in there. And some of the meats are pretty unhealthy, such as pepperoni, hot dogs, other processed meats. And sometimes they'll even throw bacon on. Um, and it's categorized as a processed meat. Um, so, you know, there's previous studies showing things like bacon. Four slices of bacon per week were linked with increased risk of cardiovascular disease and all-cause mortality. And that was published a couple years ago in the Journal of American Medical Association. Um, so it may be delicious, but it may be also really bad for your heart. It's only going to be delicious while you're eating it, not an hour or two later, not when you're in the ER. Um, and you mentioned previously soups. You know, some soups sound like they'd be very healthy. Um, but, you know, take, for example, um, you know, a chicken noodle soup. One serving, not even a whole can, contains almost 890 milligrams of sodium which is 39% of your recommended daily allowance. And that's without you adding any more sodium to it. Um, and there's a restaurant, uh, I won't mention it because I don't want to get in trouble, but it's a very expensive restaurant and they have a crock of French onion soup that has about three grams of sodium. And that one little crock of uh, soup you're having has one and a third of the amount of daily sodium you should consume. 
Um, and then sugars, you know, things you really want to avoid is, and we've talked about sugars and we need to do another podcast on the risk of sugars, not just for heart disease. Um, but sugars are highly refined and processed carbohydrates, which change your insulin levels. Um, and we think sugar to be, you know, maybe a promoter of heart disease, uh, not just through increased weight, but we'll discuss how this works in another conversation because it's a very long conversation. Um, but sugar over consumption is an independent risk factor for cardiovascular disease. So those are just a few things, you know, besides the donuts and, you know, be careful what you put on your pizza and be careful what kind of Chinese foods you order. Um, <laughs> you know, there's some Chinese foods that are very healthy. I have, you know, vegetables and tofu and the bamboo steamer. So it's all steamed and I have this white sauce on the side. Um, and a lot of places will have brown rice. So the other thing is, you know, you can indulge in ice cream occasionally, but be very careful because ice cream is full of fat and full of sugar. Um, so just be careful how often you consume all these foods. Yeah, I think those are good points. I mean, if you if you talk to the French, um, their food is very, very good, but they eat very small quantities of it. Uh, unlike the American meal, which now they keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger instead of smaller and smaller and smaller. And I think your point of like staying away from red meat is really important too. I, I noticed that the um, WHO, the World Health Organization, put on alert that uh, eating red meat uh, increases your risk of pancreatic cancer. Um, and we all know uh, cows, unfortunately, uh, lead to a huge amount of methane and, and climate warming. So I think if we can all reduce the amount of red meat uh, we eat, we'd all, we'd all be uh, better off. I, t I try to eat turkey and, and chicken uh, and uh, don't eat red meat. But, uh, you know, certainly just limiting it, I think, would be, would be a great improvement in, in most people's uh, uh, diets. Yeah, I mean, think of things in moderation. We gave you a list of foods. Do you have to avoid them 100%? No. So if you order a pizza, think what kind of toppings you put on it. Um, you know, if you're going to eat meat, it doesn't have to be a huge quantity of meat. Um, and free range is, has a lot more beneficial fats than a cow's not meant to eat corn. In the old westerns, you never saw a cow wandering through the cornfields. They're meant to eat grass and hay and things like that, not corn. But we feed them corn. Um, so it increases the unhealthy fats, decreases the healthy fats. So be careful what you're eating, folks. And, you know, we'll get into some of these other dietary tips uh, on the next podcast. All right, Alan, thank you. Another great podcast. Uh, if you like our podcast, uh, please uh, subscribe to our channel and tell your friends about it. Thank you, Alan. Thanks and stay healthy, Bill.